Night Shift 88, My Artist, Outcast, Album, Brockhampton Iridescence, My Food, A Roast Beef Three-Way, specifically from the North Shore of Massachusetts. and Easter podcast. I am your host, Old Head Ed, and we have reached, well, you know what? Let me go back because there's a lot going on. Um, this is the first time we brave the territory of IG Live, and the reason is is because we've reached our, reached our 52nd episode. Um, I didn't think I was going to make it this far, but I have, and, and that's a great feeling. Um, at the same time, we decided, you know what? We've been doing 50, 51 episodes until now, and uh, we kind of had a rhythm. Let's mess that up and just put cameras in front of your face and, <laughs> and props and set design. But I'm glad we did it. We're giving this, uh, we're giving this a go. Um, episode 52. I got my man, Raw Productions. Raw Productions in the house, making this all happen visually. Appreciate it. Shouts to Ra. He's sponsoring this first segment. And uh, within this first segment, my guest is none other then Mike from the Turntable Teachers, the podcast. Ed, thank you so much for having me on, man. It's an absolute honor to be here and uh, share a little bit of my story tonight. And uh, again, like I said, you've got a, got a hell of a uh, production team going on back there and all that behind the scenes going on. So I know it's a, it's a big feat, but it's, it's, it's amazingly professional. So yeah, great job. Kudos to all you guys over there. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, we got a full night ahead of us, so um, we're going to talk a lot. Brews, beats, and east, but first we're going to get to know you. And uh, and yeah, man, uh, podcaster, teacher, uh, music aficionado, or, or just an appreciator of, of music of all genres. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's great to have you on. You had me on your podcast. We made something like this happen, Florida versus Boston. Um, it was a hell of a trip. We, we got to know a lot about each other's music scenes, shared a lot of music, put a lot of people onto either one of our or either of our platforms. Mike, uh, podcaster, English teacher, music aficionado. Um, let's start with uh, how you developed such a passion for music. So for me, like music kind of goes back a long ways because... You know, my mom was somebody that when I was growing up in the household, you know, like music was always being played. Uh, you know, we were a lot of, you know, Marvin Gaye, Frank Sinatra, Fleetwood Mac, uh, Elton John. There's a lot of really like big, you know, those, those types of artists really big in my house. And so kind of just growing up, I always listened to music and really got into hip hop at a pretty early age, too, when I was right around uh, about the age of eight or nine. And I really got into like Outkast and Eminem. And, you know, it's kind of funny because especially when I got to high school, I, I had a good like friend group, I would say, but I wasn't really somebody that was like going out all the time, like especially early on, like in my high school years, like freshman, sophomore year, like I was more like staying home, honestly, and just like hitting up LimeWire on like my mom's old computer, like being like, oh, no, like these, this is not giving you a virus. It's all good. And just kind of just being a nerd with music, just looking up a bunch of music all the time, like, you know, and, and then I kind of just became somebody that like uh over the years that my friends would always come to for like yo what are you listening to like what music do you you know what, what do you got for recommendations and that's kind of like where it all started for me just kind of my love for music uh and i've always been you know i, I teach english so you know kind of naturally i have a very analytical mind mm -hmm. and i always kind of saw music that way and i was really kind of 
I always had a love for literature and, and poetry and things like that, especially. And I think that's kind of where my, my love of hip hop kind of came through, uh, especially because there's so many kind of parallels you can you can kind of have between poetry and, and hip hop. So and that's really my background with music. Like, I don't really don't play anything. I, I just am so kind of, like I said, just for lack of a better word, I'm just kind of nerdy when it comes to music. And that's really like, you know, it really just comes from, uh, you know, like I said, early, early roots with my mom, for sure. Wow. Yeah. And um, it's impressive. You mentioned uh, that era, the download era where you would you'd go on different websites and just just have your have your way with downloads. Uh, well, that's down, that's kind of strange to have your way with downloads <laughs> in the most platonic sense <laughs> that there is. But uh, that I mean, you got a bucket to choose from. It's like there's no stopping you. If you, whatever you're interested in, whatever you're intrigued by, uh, you just go at it. And I mean, and you're you're bringing I mean, opening up your musical taste, I imagine, at that point. Yeah, man. It's, so it's crazy. Like, I obviously, like I said, I, I was listening to a lot of, like, you know, old soft rock, jazz, neo-soul, you know, just, you know, the classic stuff kind of growing up that, you know, like, like I said, Elton John, Fleetwood Mac, Frank, all that good stuff. But, uh, yeah, like, I think the sort of the Napster, Rap City, you know, if you remember those, like, streaming mm. services, early ones and like especially LimeWire like that's where it kind of opened it up for me because there were like you're saying there was so much else to kind of discover and look for and I just enjoyed going down those rabbit holes like I'm not kidding like I'd go home on a Friday after school I was like 13 14 years old dude freshman in high school really no interest in going out and doing anything like hanging out with friends and maybe I would every once in a while but I was somebody that was going home on a Friday night and like sitting on the computer and just like downloading music, making playlists, making like burning CDs when that was a thing. You know what I mean? So like, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad I was like of that era where like we were like listening to like putting headphones on like this into like a CD player. You know what I mean? And that's what, that's all I do. So uh, it's just kind of cool that it, it kind of has come to this point where I can actually talk music and really be passionate about what I'm doing through this, this medium. So it's, it's really like, it's it's nice to kind of look back and reminisce on on those times because it's really what you know made me like I said do what I'm doing now essentially I I really believe that. Were you the uh, the burnt CD plug like were your friends coming to you going you know with your just your wealth of knowledge when it comes to music were you like handing out yo this is a good mix for you this is where you do on that level. Uh, sort of. Yeah. I, I was honestly more like when I got a little bit older, like when I was at, in college, like it was a big thing, like, you know, like we're having like a bunch of people over in a dorm. A lot of times it was like, Hey, like, well, all, all my friends call me scarf on last name or just scarf. Cause that's, that's just, a, everyone likes the last name. So, gotcha. Hey, scarf, like, you know, throw on your iPod back when we had iPods. Right. So that was, I'm, I was a part of that era too, where I had like the big, like thick iPod that had like all the uh, song, like you could hold like, I don't know how many songs, like 30,000 or something stupid. And um, even in college. So when we were going actually so funny, we were actually going down to Florida for spring break. Like mm. We drove my junior year. Actually, this is a funny story. And uh, we went, we rented like a Nissan Versa and we just went all the way down, down to Florida and uh, for, for spring break. And I went to Panama city beach, which was like, you know, it was just a spring break hotspot at the time. And obviously driving down, we had really like, you know, we were like all this time to kill. And I had my, my iPod that, I don't know, at that time, I probably had like close to 10,000 songs on at least. Mm. We just threw that thing on shuffle and that like got us through like both rides there and back. So that's just like another example. (laughs) Yeah. That was like, and then like, I just had friends that would always hit me up and be like, Hey, like, you know, send me like the songs you're listening to right now. And so it was so funny kind of now at this point, it's like, yo, nobody has to really hit me up for music anymore because I run a podcast that runs playlists. So you can just go to these playlists and find what I'm listening to because I update it every week. So it's kind of like, 
it became one of those things instead of like sending music to individual people, I kind of became in a way like just a plug for it. And, and you know, kind of cut out the middleman in a sense. So it's, it's, it's funny. And even like when I was, like I said, when I was uh, living right outside Boston with a couple of friends a few years ago, um, you know, we like, we would have parties and things like that or people over. And like, it was kind of not unwritten rule, I should say, but most of the time it was like, Hey, like, you know, you, we know you, you're going to put together a fire playlist for this, you know, be like a 4th of July party, uh, when we were, when we were there. And, you know, I was kind of responsible for the, for the playlist and like, it's just kind of, you know, I mean, I love and the thing about with music is that there's so much out there and, and I love, and as much as I love like sharing music with others, I love hearing new stuff too. Gotcha. Like just so I can expand my palette and kind of understand like, you know, what other people like as well, you know? Um, cause I think it's important to kind of have still, even though I, sometimes I get lost in that, I think with this, with my platform now where it's like, you know, I'm so consumed with what I'm listening to that, you know, I, I need to make sure that I'm like getting out there, branching out and still listening to like, you know, people's subject, suggestions and things like that. So that's really kind of, you know, what it comes down to is like, I, th I think I've always thought I had a pretty good ear for what sounds good or what, uh, you know, what, what good music sounds like and what people tend to gravitate towards. So yeah, it's just, it's like I said, it's super, it's super humbling to be able to like, for, that people like appreciate my ear and um, I'm, I'm like super just thankful for it. Um, I mean, kudos to you guys. So I guess that's what leads, what led you into the podcast game. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's just, and then even with a lot of my friends, uh, you know, I was obviously somebody that was kind of sharing constantly and, and people saw my ear as well, but I had, I was actually lucky to have a lot of friends that liked to talk a lot about music as well. Like I, I was somebody that, you know, we'd be listening to a song in, in the car and I could tell you, okay, who the artist is. Like I tell you a little tidbit about them or like something just like, again, like kind of not to harp on this word, but like, yeah, kind of a, kind of a music nerd in a sense. And people liked talking about it with me too. But at the other end, sometimes they're like, all right, you know, just whatever, just, that's just Mike spewing off, you know, random, random facts that he knows, you know what I'm saying? Or that, Oh, like, Oh, this is from this album or whatever. Like, so again, like, I think it was just for the ear part of it too. It, it just, I think, like I said, it was a lot of, my like again my mom kind of showing me a lot of different kinds of music when i was younger but also allowing me at the same time to like expand and kind of have my own taste like i'm talking like eight nine years old i'm walking up to my mom like hey can i go get speaker box love below and get rich Dad, you know biocast and get rich Dad trying by 50 cent and she wasn't one of those parents that was like no she was like you're getting the edited version mm. but yeah go, go ahead and go you know i'm literally nine years old begging like my mom to like take me to the stores to get get rich die trying and she's just kind of like all right whatever just don't show your father and like <laughs> you know what i mean so like that's where it kind of came down with it like i she kind of allowed me to like listen to what i wanted to listen to i wasn't really like you know um like sheltered from anything or like there was nothing that was ever like oh taboo you can't listen to that and just naturally kind of being able to listen to so much music i was able to you know pick out different sounds and then kind of figure out like certain sound patterns and then you know, that kind of went into like, you know, just like I said, just kind of analyzing instrumentation and what sounds kind of fit with different or what instruments, excuse me, kind of work with different sounds and things like that. So it nobody taught me this. I, I don't really know music theory or anything like that. Like, again, I've never played anything. I've tried picking up guitar a bunch of times. I just don't have the patience and the head, like the head uh, mindset for it, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I, I, I just what I like doing is just kind of chilling by myself listening to music for hours even on end at a time and just just thinking about all these things in my head like the instrumentation the lyricism like i've always been somebody and like it's kind of funny i've always made these lists so you know you like you look you listen to the lists that i have on the podcast now 
And, you know, I've been doing that since I was young, just for fun. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? like making playlists and like i said figuring out like what songs do i like better than others like you know what sounds fit well with which settings like you know what i mean Gosh, so i have i have a playlist for any any setting that you can have and things like that so it's just like it's just been a a passion of, of mine that i've had it's just kind of consuming music and i think i've even kind of seen it as just an outlet for mental health and just a lot of different things so there's a lot of things that kind of factor into it you were kind of, you were very dead on on being able to refer uh, music to me. Um, I don't know if I'm just that predictable or uh, or you know we, just early on I I kind of I, I think I shared what was it uh oh you shared uh, uh, choosing an exile yes choosing an exile that's yeah, what it was the black beans album and I shot that your way and once you said yo this is dope and then I kind of I guess I I tipped my I, I I showed my cards at that point but uh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh actually. yeah no yeah i like i said like i all my friends it's the same way like i i know what their tastes are so like with certain songs like when certain friends would hit me up like early on before i was doing really doing the podcast like you know what music do you have like listen to i was sending different things to different people you know what i mean some mm -hmm. there was some overlap but like depending on who was asking me for music you know i'm not going to send you the same thing i'm going to send you know john, little johnny or you know samantha or whoever right mm -hmm. like i'm going to send people who i, I know what their what their tastes are so when you when you shot me the choose the exile thing which like like i said was up my alley and again one of those one of the things i saw right off the bat was aloe black was a feature i've been a fan of aloe black for a while even though i don't know who choose the exile are i'm like okay i'm in they got they got aloe black and <laughs> i was hooked. so you know i just yeah it's 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 really cool to you know read what other people enjoy and 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 i, and I, and I like I'm a, I'm a i'm a pleaser all right i want to educate that's really like in my nature right because that's help people that's just my my goal so if i if i can send you some music that you know brightens your day or kind of maybe helps you get through something maybe you're getting through or you know that that makes me feel good i feel like i'm you know helping people out try to you know what you know not having them waste their time you know searching music forever if, yeah you, know? you listen to it so that they don't have to in other words like the, the the stuff that you know that they're not gonna probably lean towards or you know you kind of give them the cliff notes version of what something they might be interested in exactly exactly dope dope let's give them let's let's take care of official business before we move on from here give them your socials absolutely so you guys can hit us up at turntable teachers on instagram all right all lowercase nothing in, nothing in the middle of it and then we're out on all podcast streaming services wherever you prefer your podcast we're on apple we're on spotify uh we're on google play we're on soundcloud we're also on youtube a lot of our uh zoom interviews that we were doing throughout the quarantine are on youtube as well i mean the the mp3s are in the or the just the audios are on streaming services but that video's on on uh youtube as well so definitely check us out there and uh, you can find us at uh you know uh, www.turntableteachers.com we have a merch uh site already set up there and we also have a blog that's uh, been gaining some more traction as well. So uh, check out all that. Subscribe to us and uh, to keep up with all, all that all that good stuff. My peoples, um, we took the time to get to know Mike. Uh, this is this is the introduction. This is just the beginning of the show. Um, he shared a, a wealth of information with us, how he got started or with just being a fan of music and then moving into the uh, podcast sphere. Um, I'd like to say that this segment, the intro segment, was brought to you by Conscious Kings, one of the loyal sponsors of the show, Conscious Kings for all your reggae tings. I hope I said that right. <laughs> My patois is horrible. But uh, yeah, man, Conscious Kings, go to ConsciousKings.com, get your reggae gear, your face mask, uh, your, your beach. Damn, but they closed down beaches. Well, get a beach towel anyway. 
You can use it at the crib, like throw it in the backyard on the grass, picnic style or something. Uh, but yeah, check out ConsciousKings.com. Get your reggae wares there. All righteousness, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, man, that means that uh, we're going to move into the next segment, which is the Bruce segment. So it's uh, Bruce, Beast, and East. Y'all stay tuned. I got Mike from Turntable Teachers. We'll see y'all on the other side. We shine without flossing that bling bling at the pub with the buds. Picture of Yingling. We shine without flossing that bling bling at the pub with some buds and a picture of Yingling. I believe that's the rhyme. Uh, shouts to Orion. <laughs> I'm sure you'll correct me. The homie Orion, part of what they do. It's off their uh, what they do, substance abuse. Go out there, check it out. Uh, shouts to Spaz, Sweet Jesus, and Thousand. Um, check out Orion, what they do hip-hop. If you're on SoundCloud, get on SoundCloud. Look up for what they do hip-hop radio, especially if you're trying to get into the South Florida scene as far as what we're listening to, what we've been listening to. He does a hell of a job covering range of... Uh, of a range of years when it comes to South Florida hip hop, and you might be surprised it's not all booty music and um, and, and trap. Yeah, shout to you, Orion. Yo, uh, Bruce segment. So typically, this is gonna switch up a little bit. Typically, this is the part of the uh, podcast where if I'm sitting across my guest, um, I would supply him with four beers to sample, drink one at a time, give me their thoughts on them, um, then rate them from one through four. Eventually, due to logistic issues. Because I'm in Florida and Mike is in Boston. Uh, we're going to have to improvise. And that's fine because we could do this at the show. So the, the improvised portion is that uh, I'm still going to get to Mike's early beer memories. I'm still going to get to his like what's he drinking nowadays. Um, and then I think we're going to try to attempt. This is all like like scientific, like a science project. So we're going to try to attempt to like flash a couple of. Boston-based beers on the screen, and then uh, let Mike uh, have Mike let us know whether whether he's had them before, whether he hasn't had them, whether he likes them or doesn't like them. So, Mike, you down? I'm ready to go, bro. Excellent. Brown. So, first things first, let's uh, let's talk uh, earliest beer memory. So, I honestly wasn't a really big drinker, even you know, of anything uh, in high school. I really didn't start drinking a ton until I got to college. And uh, my earliest beer memory, I will say, was my senior year of high school, and I was uh, at a um, at a New Year's Eve party. And at that party, I obviously I wasn't a big drinker; had a little bit too many. Woke up; with, uh, I was drinking Coors Light at the time, Whew. and I could never touch another Coors Light again after that. That was. <laughs> was definitely it ruined it for me big time I'll, I'll just say i'll just say that uh so and then when i got to college i mean i it was never i wasn't a huge beer drinker honestly and i and i historically there was a couple of years where i liked beer but a lot of times i i've never really been like a, a huge beer drinker uh I'm really honestly uh but for me uh most of my beer was like you know just crap at first especially in college just crappy like you know but like i said bud light core is nothing like uh nothing crazy um really until i got out of out of college was when i kind of started getting a little bit into like the craft beers um and getting into like more like ipas and things like that so i i will drink like an ipa um but you know for me it's it's more uh blue moon actually was another beer that i liked for a little while but 
Uh, yeah, so it was really like my first, like earliest, to kind of like beer memories. I, I didn't, I wasn't really a big beer drinker, but uh, Coors Light, I just nah, this, the the smell of Coors Light does not uh, does not does not sit with me at all these days. <laughs> I was gonna say it's um, if you find yourself in a place where uh, that a beer like that leaves that type of impression where you can't drink it anymore, um, you, you had a successful night. You did what you set out to do. You accomplished. <laughs> you checked off that you know checked that off the list, which was getting hammered drunk. Apparently, you did because. Now it's revolting. We used to, um, not necessarily beer, but here in South Florida, I don't know if y'all had it up in Boston, but for a while we had Cisco, which yeah. is, okay, y'all had it. So it was, did y'all call it liquid crack as well? <laughs> I never heard anybody up here call it liquid crack, ah. no. But we did, there is a beer garden, uh, and I believe in Seaport, and I want to say like Cisco is like one of the big beers that they that they, they, set, they vend over there. There's oh, like oh a, like, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Cisco's not a beer. Cisco, oh. Cisco is like a liqueur. It's and oh. it doesn't it doesn't cure anything. It's kind of like it's in the it's in your um it's kind of in the same uh frame as uh like let's say a Mad Dog twenty twenty uh Wild Irish Rose. It was that cheap liquor. So okay, so it was cheap liquor. Um, it was a little more syrupy from what I could remember, and it came in different flavors. Um, it was gonna get the job done quick if you didn't have a lot of money. This is the way to go. And um, it's the type of drink uh, that um, you would easily build one of those moments in your life where you're like, I can't drink that again. Matter of fact, I don't know if I'm alone on this, but I have a feeling I'm not. Um, that was one of those types of drinks that the next time someone cracked one open near you after having an experience, you know, it would, it would kind of like trigger. You'd have flashbacks. Your, st- your stomach would start to turn like one of those things. Yeah. yeah, we had yeah. we had one uh, in college. Uh, Rubinoff was mm. what we drank for a while, okay. and that was just like literally it was rubbing alcohol flavored. And I'll never forget it. Uh, one of our it's disgusting, and I'll never forget it. One of our uh, one of our producers actually, we were going to get it one time and um, accidentally got like a one that was uh, not flavored, and mm. it was just brutal, man. So. Yeah, it's just like I I don't know. I'm not I'm not big into the booze, honestly. Um f- right now, like uh not to jump the gun, but right now, I'm much more of a bourbon drinker the last couple of years. Okay. Uh really like more whiskey than anything. Gotcha. Um but it's really not to like it's really not to get drunk. It's just kind of just if you know, I'm I'm out with with, you know, well, not anymore really, but not that we're going out that much anymore, but yeah. um you know, just going out having a couple of those. Um that's really, really about it. I, I, and then obviously now, like I, I drink some of like the seltzers and stuff like that. Like I'll, I'll drink a couple of white claws on the beach or something like that. Okay. But okay. yeah, so for me, but like, uh, the only beer, as I was said a little earlier, uh, with the big three, uh, the first was night shift. So night shift's actually a brewing company in Everett, Massachusetts. And that I will say is like the only beer that I can actually still drink. And like, it doesn't like mess with like my stomach and mm. like, stuff i don't feel like a hangover off it or anything like that like that's a beer that i can like actually drink uh if if, if i want you know, like a really good beer uh totally ones that you guys should try out too if you ever get the chance like if i don't know if they like deliver up to or down to i don't know my geography uh i don't know if they deliver down to uh <laughs> to florida or not but i feel like those those are beers you want to try because they're if you're ever up this way too so gotcha. definitely it's brewery got you yeah now geography i don't think worse for most people when it comes to describing or taking a trip somewhere because no matter where you're going from south florida 
You're going to go, yeah, we're going to go down there. There's no down from here uh, unless you unless you hit Cuba in 90 miles. But there's really no, it's just automatically we go, let's go down there, you know. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so so your uh, bourbon, uh, kind of like a, a sipping drink, sets the mood, kind of like the music playlist you put together. Um, so you're, you're, you're sipping a bourbon. Have you tried any of the bourbon barrel ales, bourbon infused beers at all? I have not. No, okay. I haven't. Okay. I can't say I have um, yeah. K- Kentucky Bourbon Barrel, uh, Kentucky Brewing has a series of bourbon barrels, ales, um, from a cream to a coffee, which is a regular one. Um, and it's good. It has a different taste. I, I typically, when people tell me they drink, you know, bourbon or a whiskey, I, I try to throw that one their way, um, to see if they, cause that, that kind of drew me into it. I was, I was whiskey. I, I, I still drink whiskey. Um, but on the same tip that you're saying, or you're mentioning is, uh, you know, every once in a while you just have a drink, something to just like you know, keep the vibe going. But, um, so, so it drew me into it when I first tasted the, uh, Kentucky bourbon barrel ale. And then later on you find out that there's breweries all over the place that are brewing their beers in either tequila barrels, bourbon barrels, all sorts of barrels. So everybody has something to offer, but uh, yeah, man, I recommend it. Um, yeah, let me know what you think once you hit one of those. Sweet. No, I definitely have to try that out. Cause like I said, I, if, if that, that seems like it would be up my alley more mm-hmm. or less. Okay. So, yeah. Definitely, will, I definitely like. I said, I'll, I'll drink. I'll drink bourbon. I'll drink whiskey. That's that's definitely like my drink of choice now for sure. Uh, no doubt about it. Dope, so. dope. Um, let me see. Let me check with my producer now that I can say that. What's that? Yo, uh, we got them uh, slides ready. You got images? Anything? Are we good? Um, just throw up a couple different uh, beers based out of Boston. Um, you can keep it generic, or you can. I mean, if you find if you find a gem or two, just throw it up on the screen and let's see. Uh, let me know when you're ready to go, and then we'll see if uh, Mike has. I mean, you're on, uh, 60 seconds, Five minutes, Turkish. Here, uh, Mike. I think we're ready to go. We're gonna go straight Sam Adams, just from left to right. Let me know if you've tried it before. If you haven't tried it before, I think we might have mentioned one of some of these on there, but um, we'll let you uh, take a shot at it. So, Rob, whenever right. you're ready. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I can see Sam Adams, but yeah, I don't know what, uh, which one that is. Uh... So, I have not had the porter. I don't like stouts. I'm mm. not. That's not my type of thing. I actually believe it or not, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but like those, the coffee like ones that are like definitely like that. I I actually am allergic to caffeine, so I can't mm. actually have. Like, I just don't drink those. So the porters are not definitely not one I've ever tried. Okay, for sure. Um. You know what? We're going to have to cut out the slides because I think people are having a hard time hearing us when you go to the slides. So, yeah, yeah. No, I, I actually fixed it. Um, okay, now we're good now. Yo, shouts to Brother Gabe. We're good now. He just sent me the... Yeah, he, he, he gave me the good to go. All right, so let's get into that second one. <clears throat> the second one is the Old Fezziwig. Old Fezziwig. Uh, not have not had that one either. Okay. I know, guys. I'm, 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 I'm hurting you guys big time on hey, this nah, one. <laughs> <laughs> the last two I've had. All right, so I can actually I can at least comment on the last two. Okay. I see this. I see the seventy six. There is the next one, right? Mm. Seventy six. The seventy six lager is better than, in my opinion, the Boston lager. I like the seventy six a little better than the Boston lager. Okay. Uh, what I remember, I haven't had a Sam Adams in a couple of years, but mm. that's definitely the one that I I always liked the most. And then the like I said, the Cold Snap is probably one of my favorite ones. Actually, like the Summer Ale is really good too. That's a that's a really good one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, you know, and, going back, thinking back, sorry to interrupt you. Um, thinking back, I'm like, man, yeah, I know, you know, propping up a bunch of Boston beers and you guys drinking actually Sam Adams is kind of like uh, 
people in Mexico actually drinking Corona or anybody drinking Corona right now? Like, is that like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Does that exist? I mean, it's cheap. There, it's going for cheap. I don't know. Right. You know, if they drink Corona's in Mexico. You haven't been? I, I, I don't even know if they do Modelo's, man. I mean, I don't know what they drink. I think they drink, you know, beers from out of the country. Ah, you know? uh, okay. Maybe at the, well, Tecate's from down there, too. Shit, the one thing you don't drink in Mexico, y'all know, y'all know, la agua. You know, you don't drink the water down there. Yeah. No, for sure, for sure. Um, Mike, man, uh, we got to talk beers. You gave us a little insight on what you started drinking, what you won't ever drink again. That was synonymous. That was two in the same. That Coors Light. Uh, you know, if people if people come to Boston, though, I'm telling you, Night Shift's a great great spot to get beers. Uh, there's a couple of awesome breweries, like on the North Shore as well. Like there's a good one in Ipswich, um, Ipswich Brewing Company. Um, there's one in Gloucester, I want to say as well. Like so, like that's kind of like about 30 minutes north of Boston. And then obviously, I mean, I'm a big Harpoon guy. Okay. I know that's a little. I know I'm kind of being contradictory by saying, you know, all Sam Adams is, you know, nobody really drinks that because it's here. Like, Harpoon is one that, like, I always liked a little bit more because I actually like, like, the Wana Mango series they used to have in, in the summer. I used to drink those quite a bit. Uh, so Harpoon's a good a good brand, too, that I like, especially if you like IPAs, which I'm a little bit more in that. In okay. that round. Night, oh. night, Shift, night Shift's my absolute favorite. So okay. if anyone boston area you got to go check out night shift there's one in everett they're like actual brewery if you want like tour the brewery and things like that and then they have they just opened up a brand new location right outside the tv garden uh so if you're ever in town for a salts game bruins game great place to just kind of stop get some food get some drink some awesome beer and uh walk to the game so those are like that's definitely the uh the spot if you're a beer beer head i would i would suggest going to night shift first Dope, dope. Uh, Night Shift, they're definitely putting it on my list next time I find myself in, uh, in, in Boston, Mass. And, uh, yeah, I got to pull up and try it. I'm down. I'm down. There's, I was just saying, there's some good breweries up here for sure. Oh, I, so. could, I could imagine. I mean, they don't, they don't start their own brand of IPAs. Like, New England IPAs is a thing. So you don't, you don't, you don't add, add N-E to the initial yeah. IPA without actually putting together some good beers for sure. There's one other one, too, that I haven't tried yet. Um, because this is actually how crazy it is. So it opens up, I think at like 11 in the morning Hmm. and they just, they, but there's lines that literally start like down the street for this place. And it's like, I got, I've never been there. It's called Treehouse, and it's like more like out in like Western mass. So you probably have to go maybe 45 minutes to an hour from Boston to get to it. Okay. But the beer is apparently amazing and they literally sell out within like two hours because like the line is so long. So they just have all this beer. And once they sell it, they don't have any more for the day. And it's like, I remember like people like hauling like over, like to make sure to get in line, like went right. Like, cause it was such a, such a big like thing when it, when it happened. So oh. when it first came, that's, yeah. that's another drive here in the area. That's uh yeah, that's why I, I've, I've come across it. I had no idea what it was or where it was from, but I've come across it on just the feed, the, the Instagram feed where uh, people uh, have like glasses and it's a tree that's kind of bent kind of like a bonsai it's kind of bent and then it has a little house on top of it that might be the one that you're referring to or the one that i've come across um, I th- yeah i think that might be the one okay. uh it's pretty popular now like i said in boston okay. um i see subconscious kings just watch the town I, I don't know how much more of a boston movie you can get than that probably the, <laughs> the departed the departed is probably the only boston movie that, that's more boston than than the town there's definitely others too but like goodfellas and all that but yeah so the town is uh pretty pretty classic I all right well with that let's let's uh before we close up the segment then let's 
uh, are you a departed guy or a town? Because I like the town better, even though it was probably wasn't as you know Bostony as it should be. But uh, what did you think? I love I love the town. I have it on DVD somewhere over here. Actually, actually, I'm actually looking at it right now. It's right on my stack over here. Um, I I love the town. It's great. Uh, more of a departed guy though. Okay, for sure. Okay. Movie's like amazing. Yeah. So Scorsese. Oh, Scorsese is amazing. Yeah. But like, the town was cool. I mean, it had. I think the town maybe had a couple more like better one liners potentially. I mean, like who, who's who's Kyle are we gonna take? I mean, that's just classic. I mean, that's that's been. <laughs> at this point so the town the town has its place in boston movies for sure ben affleck in general but yeah you know Dope. i think i think everybody would tell you the departed and goodfellas are probably like you know yeah a, a, a one b a one so. dope dope my people's man we talk brews um we even talked a little bit of movies in there which i could go on about movies but i haven't work that format into the podcast yet we're gonna stick to bruise beats and eat so there's nothing else left to do well actually there's more left more left to do but the next thing we're gonna get into is the beats portion so this is when we're gonna get into uh my guest musical taste so i'm not gonna hesitate anymore i'm not gonna keep you guys any waiting any longer i kept you guys waiting for the live stream um hair and makeup never showed up so i got like the shine going probably but that's cool that's just that's just sweat equity we're making it happen i love it that's yeah sweat equity perfect that's the best way to put it dope Bruce Beats and East, the podcast. I'm O'Hadad. I got Mike with me. Y'all stay tuned. We're going to get into these beats. Rocking beats, beats, beats. Rocking beats, beats, beats. Bruce Beats and Eats. We've arrived at the beats. Like I said before, this is where we get into my guest's musical tastes, uh, what they're listening to now, uh, what they most recommend, um, what motivates them, what you can find on their playlist, which. He did mention he has a playlist on Spotify. It's the Turntable Teachers playlist, which kind of like negates this segment because you don't really have to listen to me or Mike say it because you could just go to the playlist on Spotify. But just stick around because we still got food to talk about. And not only that, I got, I got a, a hell of a sponsor in this segment, and it's none other than H2 Owens and the WVCC Scythe Life Radio. Uh, go on Twitch. If you're on Twitch, make sure you tune in Tuesday and Thursday nights uh wvcc scythe life radio h2 owens the man um he runs the show a lot of people had reference have referenced um this online radio uh or compared it to like like a modern day rap city um you're gonna hear a lot of stuff from south florida during the uh backyard barbecue which is typically one hour between 10 and 11 starts at 9 ends at 12 sometimes we run a little long depending on how h is feeling if he's feeling the vibe if he's, if he's feeling the beer uh, Bruce Beats and East is a proud sponsor. The reason I bring it up, besides the fact that he's sponsoring this segment, is that tomorrow is the one-year anniversary of WVCC Scythe Life Radio. Um, we're trying to get everybody to come through, pull up, download Twitch. On the app is the best because that way you can get involved with the chat. Uh, I'm trying to get my peoples over there so we can represent because my man's doing it uh, on his own time, making it happen. And he's, he, I mean, if you're a hip-hop head, it's the place to go. Because you're not only going to listen to hear stuff from Miami, like I said, he covers all areas internationally. He played somebody from Nigeria last night, um, and it's, it's a trip, man. You get, a, get to hear a little bit of everything. So, again, shouts to H2O wins. Oh, also, Don't Sleep. I know we referenced this in um, the time that I was on Turntables Teachers, and we talked about the spillage, the mixtape he dropped earlier this year. He's got three more to drop before the album comes out, and that's the Waterproof, is DJ Proof, and H2 Owens. Spell it with an eight. Check him out. Keep up with him on Instagram, and I hope I did him justice there. But now, back to Mike. So, Mike, um, what are we listening to nowadays? 
Man, so like uh, like Ed said, you guys want to go check out our Spotify playlist. It's called the Night School New Music Playlist, and that's where we uh, that's that's in our description. Uh, if you just head over to our Instagram after this, hit the link, and uh, you can go right to that Spotify playlist if you're on Spotify. So you check that out for new music every single week. But for me personally. It's the, that is stuff that I listen to, but a lot of it isn't, you know, just the stuff I listen to. A lot of it is just, you know, like the, the music I think is hot right now and like is, is going, but I, I'm all over the place. Um, for the moment right now, what I'm listening to a lot of is Freddie Gibbs. He's been heavy on my, uh, my, my rotation lately. Uh, mostly um, Alfredo right now, but I was so huge on Bandana. Uh, for like the longest time and I think that Freddie Gibbs is one of those artists to me that is actually pretty opposite of how you're seeing a lot of the artists that come up in the, in the game now where like they come up in the scene they're hot for a second and then they kind of either fade out or these guys are super young they get found really young and then they have kind of a long trajectory so you're kind of seeing a lot of two, both of those Freddie Gibbs is a little bit more unique in the sense where he's been around for about a dozen years mm. He's more popular now, though, than he ever has been, right? Like, he's a little bit older, and he's, I think he's aged like fine wine in terms of music. I think his last couple of albums have been just flat-out brilliant, in my opinion. And he's really working. I'm glad he's working with producers like Mad Lib, producers like The Alchemist, right? Like, to making some of these really, for me, just amazing projects that, you know, I think modern hip-hop fans can enjoy but then also old heads too can enjoy like you old head ed mm. so uh, <laughs> so i really I'm, I'm big into freddie gibbs right now he's heavy on me uh just for like a lot of the things going on right now uh you know in society with you know our, like our social injustices and, and everything the civil unrest everything that's kind of going on right now in in uh in the world i've been big on run the jewels as well because mm. killer mike is a big activist uh you know for black lives matter and just kind of you know getting a lot of the information that we do need about about these issues out there uh you know the inequalities that we have in you know in, in the country right now with, with certain things and i think run the jewels i think the way that they created this new project uh, i think it's really all not only informative but it really makes you think uh, there's songs there that are just kind of super conscious and, and kind of have put it in perspectives that you might not see otherwise or, or that a little bit more easy to digest. So that's an album I really like too for, you know, if you kind of, you know, want to, if you're really right now somebody somebody that's involved or, you know, feel strongly about what's going on in the country, I think that's an album you definitely don't want to let you let slip by you. Um, I'm big on D Smoke right now, uh, especially because he's a teacher. Uh, where he was in Inglewood and like I'm a teacher and I just in, like from the moment I saw him on Rhythm and Flow mm. there was something about him that I just knew he was going to be a star and I, I wrote a pretty uh, extensive blog on uh, on our website about D Smoke kind of his story and how I really kind of feel uh, that it's important for you know not only uh, like him in the community of Inglewood but really kind of for everybody to see that uh, you know, you can really be whatever you want to be in your life as long as you really just kind of work towards it, push for it. And I, I love seeing someone like D Smoke who has, you know, such a good head on his shoulders and is doing so much for not only his community, but for really the hip hop culture and trying to like teach on a grand scale. And that's for me, like I appreciate that so much because that's like really rooted right now in like the podcast for us. That's really what we're trying to accomplish here is you know, we want to take the educational side of music and put it out there for other people. And we want to teach people, you know, obviously about, you know, 
you know, in different instrumentation blends and, you know, different sounds with different artists. But we also want to teach upon like, you know, some of the themes and concepts that are happening in a lot of these, you know, the, the mainstream, not even the mainstream music, but some of the underground music that we're hearing and, and that's coming out today. So for D Smoke to kind of, you know, do what he's been doing, I think is just super inspirational and motivating for me, uh, you know, to kind of push forward with, with, with what I'm doing as well. And that you can be a teacher and, you know, still have other, you know, ways that you can impact others. So that Black Habits album, man, there's some special, special songs on that album. Uh, so that's that's one I'm really listening to a ton right now as well. Um, and honestly, man, like I'm actually getting into a lot of like I'm on a weird like 70s neo soul funk kick right now. Like as we speak right now, like <clears throat> I I watched um, I watched Black Klansman not long ago, like, okay. a, like a couple the second time. Gotcha. And there's a song when he's like the first time he's undercover uh he's with um he meets like he's gonna meets the girl for the first time and they're in the club and uh that song by the cornelius brothers uh, too late to turn back now that shit like just like i i'd heard it a long time ago and then i reheard it in the movie and i was like oh shit i didn't i didn't know this song was in the movie so like i've been listening to that a lot like going back listening to like the gap band and like shy shy just like old school like 70 stuff that I hadn't really listened to in like a really long time. So I'm on that like weird kick right now too. And I really liked as well, a lot of like lo-fi indie right now. Um, there's a couple of guys coming out of Boston that are really doing it well. Uh, Ripe is a, is a band. They're like a, like a, like I said, an indie funk band I've seen live. They're incredible. Um, there's another Boston artist, uh, Mako, who actually just interviewed last night. That episode's coming out next weekend. Shameless plug. Talk that um, talk, Mike. Talk that talk. yeah he's making some really cool like indie hip-hop right now and then i'm big as well on like tosh sultana and still woozy and uh mountain joy which is a great album that uh our producer sam really got me big into and he's seen live a bunch of times so if you're into like indie alternative or like indie rock like mountain joy is certainly a band that i would that i would listen to and, and and uh and recommend so yeah, man, I'm like, I'm listening to a lot of a lot of stuff right now. I usually always am. I try to keep my variety like my palette, like, you know, as versatile as possible. Um, if I'm listening to one thing a little bit too long, I kind of get bored of that. But I tend to be one of those people where like, like, it's weird, like, I'm gonna be on the 70s kick for like another week. And then I guarantee like for a month, I won't come back to it. Like, that's just kind of how I am. I cycle through shit like all the time. So but uh, that's what I'm listening to right now, specifically, like a lot of that. Well, dope. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of genres, a lot of music to cover. Um, you hit a lot of solid points. Um, D Smoke, uh, rapping teacher. Uh, if you go back and you listen to, have you ever heard of J Live? J Live? No, I have not. All right, J Live, uh, rap. Another teacher that raps. Uh, been around for a long time. I think the first sing- single was which was uh, Bragging Rights dropped. I want to say sometime in '95, '96. Um, he's been p- putting out projects since then, um, just on his own imprint. Uh, but yeah, again, it's it's wild that you know rap in a, in a sense teaches at times. Sometimes the wrong thing. Sometimes the right. You know, sometimes the right thing. Uh, Blastmaster KRS-One. He's known as the teacher. And um, and these cats that are just, you know, detailing what goes on in, you know, from their point of view, 
and um, it does lend some type of knowledge to what's happening outside of our scope because we weren't all raised or we weren't all living in those, in these areas at those times. Um, and so it's it's amazing that while they can teach without even realizing they're doing it or if they realize they're doing it, and then if you have the aspect that you know how to reach people on a level of where you're an actual teacher, those two combined, I mean, it's unstoppable. That's why I think D-Smoke um, is, is, is as great as you're saying he is and I, I believe him to be. Um, I, I'm still, I'm still kind of a, a fan of a flawless, <laughs> flawless on rhythm and flow. That was the dude that I was going for, but that's because he, uh, he, um, he was kind of like, uh, he, uh, how do you say he, he applied to my sensibilities, I guess, of what I look for in music, but, uh, yeah, no, this yeah. Smoke. he totally was more up your alley. I can, I, I don't, I don't, I see that hundred percent. Cause like smoke had more like the Neil soul jazz thing going yeah. with a lot of his like like some influences in there so and he's much more like poetic mm-hmm. and that's really my really kind of i mean I, I love flawless don't get me wrong and he's from rhode island he's mm-hmm. you know england guy like i was pulling for him a hundred thousand percent like i wanted to see flawless win um i even i even i thought i thought honestly their top four they got right i thought london b and troy man also you know for what they brought to the table as well they deserved to be in that in that space too the only guy i was like a little bit upset that that left was old man saxman Mm. Earth accent, excuse me. He was the dude that I liked a lot, but he obviously had to like when it, when he went head to head against D Smoke. I was like, damn. I was like, I don't want one of these guys to go home this brilliant. <laughs> but it's like it's in my in my heart though. Like I was all I was all D Smoke the whole time. He when he when he performed that track when the kids pull up, even though he fucked up the entire last uh, like last verse, that performance to me, man, like. It, it solidified me to the point where I was just like, yo, I can't wait for this man to come out with some kind of like legitimate music because like he's, I think he's just a special storyteller and writer. Like he's in the conversation with some of these guys that can really paint like solidified pictures in your head. I'm talking like up there with the Coles and the Kendricks where mm. I don't think yeah, he doesn't have the discography right now at all or the, you know, or the publicity or even anything like that. But I think just on a level of, you know, talent, he has it. It's just a matter of now kind of, I think, honing in and fleshing it out. But that, like I said, that Black Habits album is just is just on another level to me. Uh, it's it's super, super good. But, um, yeah, so that's really, like I said, what I'm listening to now. But, like, as far as, like, traditionally what I like, I mean, obviously the wall kind of gives it away. Uh, you know, Tribe, Amy Winehouse, Freddie Gibbs, Kendrick, Cole. You know, I, Outcast. I would say, is, like, my... The the obviously I said that was my big three. Um, Outcast was really like the entity that got me into hip hop. So I always I hold Outcast very near and dear to me. I still come back to them all the time. And uh, but Brock Hampton, I gotta th- that's that's the group I want to leave it off with okay. is uh, Brock Hampton, man. All right, they're a collective of like a bunch of rappers, producers, singers. Uh, they have like a manager, they have a hype man, they got, you know, a DJ. There's like about 11 of them, if you're unfamiliar. And they're just like a melting pot of different people. Uh, some of them are black, some of them are white, some of them are Hispanic. Uh, so they are, one of the dudes is um, Middle Eastern. Uh, some of them are gay, some of them are straight, some of them are bi. Like they're just a cool melting pot of what I think we should be in 2020 right like i think that they represent the community that we should be right really well and i've seen them live three times 
and their shows are some of the most engaging and diverse crowds that you could ever see and they just are just so like their music just speaks to a lot of the real things that are got like happening and i want i credit kevin abstract the, the kind of the lead man of brock hampton on this because he is obviously he's outwardly homosexual and we know that like the you know in hip-hop that was kind of a really a, a, a taboo topic for a really long time yeah and obviously the times have changed and for him to really be so outward about it but also be as dope of a hip-hop artist as he is and for even people to be like to look past that is so important to me and like really see like what their music represents and what they really are so they're they're a group for me man that like i they're, they're easily my favorite right now they have been since they came on the scene in 2017 so i would just go check out all their discography they have it's crazy like they have certain songs on their albums where like you would listen to one and you listen to the other like blind if you didn't know who sent like who like sang it or whatever and you'd be like holy crap this the same group made these these same two songs like they literally have something for everybody no matter what you're into so I'm huge on Brockhampton, have been for the longest time. They're my they're my they're my group for sure. And I've seen the name and I've I've heard some of the lore and I've probably heard a song or two. I just wouldn't be able to tell you, you know, that's a Brockhampton song. It'll work the other way around. It's like I would listen to something and then you go, Yeah, that's Brockhampton. And then I'd be like, Oh shit, yeah, I have heard this before. But um yeah. I, I definitely I mean with, with your gleaming approval of it, I gotta get into it. That's probably something that uh I, I like to do with my guests is they'll throw something my way. Again, like we've been doing for about a year now, and uh, and I, I'm gonna get into Brockhampton. See what's up. Give it a shot, man. So for you, like I don't know, I would be interested. I would actually be interested to see how you how you uh, receive them because their their style is very unique. And but again, it'd be someone like that. Not knowing your taste, there's somebody I'd really like. I'd be interested to see how you how you liked them. And uh, lastly, for this section, I'll just leave it at this. There's some Boston artists I definitely want to tell some people to check out because we have a budding music scene here that is fantastic that people should give a listen. I hope like that's kind of our goal right now is to kind of not only, you know, educate really the the nation. That's really our goal is to educate the nation that Boston is here. Massachusetts really in general is here. We have some amazing talent here in music. We just got to get it out there on a bigger scale. And also at the same time too, man, there's a lot of people in Massachusetts that don't even understand what we have in our own backyard. So wherever you're listening from right now, there's some people here that I want to shout out. Uh, My boys, Zafir, my boys, Washi, Cameron, I, and Dolo. Check out all those those guys. Uh, Hex, Heath240, Aristotle Jones, and Vintage Lee. Those are like the guys and gals that I'm really listening to a lot right now uh, specifically, but... We have another playlist as well on Spotify called The Best of Boston that's updated every time we do a new Boston Artists Review, which is about every other week or so at this point, every three weeks. So give that playlist a, uh, a follow as well to kind of hear, like, you know, all the different sounds and artists that we have coming out of the Massachusetts scene now. Mike, um, you did what you were supposed to do. I mean, you, you put us on to new music. You gave me homework. You gave the podcast people homework, the people watching on IG Live. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, yeah, go check it out. There's a little bit of something for everybody because I've heard some of the other artists and um, I, I dug a lot of it when we did our Florida-Boston uh, mashup or, or head-to-head. And yeah, um, yeah man, there's, there's a little bit of a sound for everybody there for sure. Uh, for sure, no doubt. So, man, this beat segment was packed full of beats talk or actually music talk. And that's what we're here for. It's Bruce Beast and he's the podcast. 
Stay tuned. We're going to get into the Eats segment. I got Mike from Turntable Teachers with me, and this doesn't stop just yet. So. Hey, so check it out. Before we go on to the next segment. How are we doing on time? I've been laughing over here because my man Sacred Glim says that you got those head turns like Larry King when we go from camera to camera. Bro. <laughs> so let's get it to him right now. You're on camera one. Let's go to two. Okay, let's go to three. Ooh. Let's do camera one again. Camera two. Yo, salute to Brother Mike, Sacred Glimpse. You know, we're on IG Live, so we play by IG's rules. Um, after an hour, they're like, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the fuck up out of here. But we found the way around it. We just restart the damn uh, podcast on another IG uh, live stream. So thank you for coming back. Everybody's coming back into the room now. I'll give it a couple seconds. Um, at the same time, man, yeah, we, I mean, turntable t- uh, turn teachers, Mike has been doing a, a hell of a job here, writing this out with me, uh, making my job easier because he's just very well-spoken. And I guess you have to be when you're a teacher, an English teacher at that. Definitely. <laughs> it comes, comes with the territory for sure. Okay. Okay. Um, let's. Uh, all right. Let's get into it, man. This is. Uh, this is the eats portion. Uh, Bruce Beats and Eats the podcast, and we have arrived at the eats portion. Raul, am I still looking at the right camera? Uh, yeah, you're at one, sir. Okay. Thank you, sir. Uh, <laughs> this is dope, man. I always wanted a research and development team, and I actually kind of got one at the same Switch time. Switch to two, sir. Okay. So, like I was saying, Bruce Beast needs the podcast. I am Old Ed, still here with you. Mike is still riding it out with us, and we have reached the eats portion. Now we get into the uh, the food options, the food decisions. Uh, what's something that they can't live without? What's something that they won't be mad if they never see again? Um, what does an ideal, let's say, cheat day look like? So, uh, let's start there, Mike. Let's say one day, twenty four hours, uh, okay. no no rules, calories don't count. Let's start from breakfast on until dinner or maybe like a fourth meal. Uh, what's, what's that day looking like for you? Cool. So, yeah, you're taking me out of my, uh, my normal thing. I do the intermittent fasting thing, so I don't do the three meals or anything like that. But if I could, yeah, like you said, there's no, no cheats, no whatever. Uh, yeah. Waking up, dude, having a fat stack of blueberry pancakes. I'm a big pancake guy, especially mm-hmm. blueberry. Great stuff. Uh, that's probably my breakfast of choice with a strawberry banana smoothie. On the side, that's okay. that would be the thing. Um, lunch, I'm having a roast beef three-way. All right, and I know that sounds like you have no idea what that is. So break that, break is, that down because I've heard of a chili three-way, uh, but I don't know if that's the same as roast beef three-way. I don't think it's the okay. same thing. Not the same thing. Okay. So anybody from Massachusetts here, and I want to see y'all in the comments right now. I'm on this. I want to see people, uh, any, any of my Massachusetts people out here, specifically North Shore. Okay. If you go to the North Shore of Massachusetts, you can get this sandwich. It's called the Roast Beef Three-Way. You can't get it anywhere else in the, in the entire world, okay, than the North Shore of Massachusetts. And you get basically a roast beef sandwich with uh, mayo, barbecue sauce, like a special kind of barbecue sauce, though, not like just like your average barbecue sauce. It's like a specific barbecue sauce and cheese. And it, I'm telling you right now, dude, it is like if you get the right beef, like there's certain places on the North shore you can get it like exclusively. That's like some of the best that you can get. Um, a lot of people, there's like this chain called Kelly's roast beef. Not sure if you're very familiar with that. No. 
but that's again it's more of a massachusetts thing but if anybody tells you that's the best roast beef kelly's roast beef they came if they come up to uh you know the, the original is good the original one is in revere uh right outside boston but if anybody comes to boston and it's like oh i had a roast beef three-way from kelly's and it was like the best thing nah you got to go to like north shore there's a couple of like real good mom and pop shops so doing that with a side of uh side of uh sweet potato fries those are my fries of choice so that would be my lunch and dude uh my dinner man i'm a huge pizza guy i love pizza and uh specifically if you come into boston all right obviously regina pizza is kind of a staple uh in boston with uh, a chain but one of like the best pizza pizza spots around but one of my favorite places to get pizza is in east boston called santarpios i've been there a couple of times and it is just like anytime i get the chance to go out there and, and get pizza uh I, I do that so that would be oh and then i'm a big ice cream guy that's kind of like my my suite of choice okay. and uh so i definitely uh i would go check out uh there's a ice cream place i used to work at actually when i was in high school that was my high school job called richardson's and it's some of the best ice cream you'll uh you'll eat so those are uh that would be my definitely if I could just pay out on a day, which probably probably have done that in, in 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 a day for sure. But yeah, that would be that would be that would be my twenty four hour eat for sure. Dope, dope. So you're in, you're doing the intermittent fasting. Um, I yeah. I imagine you don't break fast with the the that stack of pancakes. What's what would you go into first thing well, in the afternoon? I guess. Yeah, I mean, well, the first thing I have honestly is just like uh, you know some kind of shake, or I do like um, I'll have like maybe like fruit where you like oatmeal or just kind of like something light. And then I kind of really like have a, a larger dinner and like pack in most of my calories at, uh, around dinner time. Um, and then kind of do the, do obviously kind of the fast and then eat, pick it up around, you know, around noon. But I mean, yeah, like I, you know, I'll eat, you know, a small thing of chicken and rice or something like that in, in the afternoon, maybe as well. Like, especially when during like, uh, when I was going to work and things like that, like, you know, um, packing lunches and, and whatnot when that was a thing. Uh, but uh, yeah, so <laughs> For me, man, like I, I do a lot of like my big eating at, at night. I'm not really like a, I'm not somebody that like, eats a ton during the day, honestly. Cause it honestly, for me, it's opposite. Like I actually get sluggish when I eat okay. and especially if I eat too much. So like for me to actually not eat as much throughout the day, I actually, I just drink a shit ton of water, honestly. That's like, and, and like juice to kind of keep electrolytes going. Or if, like Gatorade, just keep like electrolytes going and something like that. But um, I'm really not like, again, somebody that eats a ton during the day, okay. but I mean, Hey, if I'm, I'm out, you know, I'm, I'm away for the weekend, right? Like I was just down the Cape for this past weekend for 4th of July, my, my girlfriend's squad. And, um, you know, I mean, you're waking up and eating breakfast and, you know, eating food, like just eating lunch, like just, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll cheat. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like so strict with it where yeah. it's like, Oh, like no matter where I am, I can't eat in the morning or I can't do this. Like if I'm, you know, special occasion, whatever, you know? Yeah. So, well, um, was this uh th- this choice of intermittent fasting? What what brought you to that that point where you decided to go? With it? Let, let me try this out. So for me, uh, you know, when I was in college, I actually so I, I was an athlete like my whole life, and um, I actually coached basketball as well. So that's like I'm big into like health and fitness and things like that. That's something that you know I think is super important. That you know it's good to have the mental health piece, of course, but the physical thing obviously ties into mental health as well. So. Um, you know, I, I, uh, stopped playing basketball in college, uh, my freshman year and I just kind of let myself go a little bit. I was, you know, I was kind of just not eating right and I was drinking too much and I just was unhealthy and unhappy. Um, and it really was like getting back into the swing of things of, you know, 
doing like, you know, workouts and doing athletics and things like that, trying to like get my, my, my body back. But one of the things I had heard worked for some other friends of mine was intermittent fasting. So I decided to give it a try. And dude, I, when I tell you that I coupled with like working out and stuff like that, I dropped weight like that. Like I dropped like, you know, 40 pounds or something like that in like Mm -hmm. a couple of months. And ever since, like, it's just been something that I've kind of really believed in and has really like helped me kind of stay healthy and stay feeling good. Cause like I said, I mean, like I eating during the day doesn't do a ton for me. It actually, like I said, it, it, it makes me sluggish and really unproductive to be honest. Got you. Got you. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, um, I, I hear often about intermittent fasting. I think Ra's been busy sometimes with the intermittent fasting as well as the, uh, the water fasting as well. Um, I mean, kudos to him. Cause I wouldn't be able to do that. Just go off of water. I don't think I have that, uh, that mental capacity to do that. But, um, but that, that the key is that, uh, I think a lot of, a, a lot of people get into, a lot of people get into things like this, uh, or diets of certain fashions and it sounds great at the beginning. Um, but it's, they have, they never take into consideration whether it's something that they could continuously do. Um, right. you, I mean, I imagine, you know, 21 days of anything makes it a habit, but is it something that you could sustain forever? You might not, you know, people jump into these diets where it's like, oh, no carbs. And then you might find yourself at some point, like, oh, you got to have a pizza, right? You got to have a slice of pizza. Exactly. You're, you know, you're, you're at, uh, what is it, uh, Santarpios? You pull up the Santarpios? Santarpios, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, the- you got to have a slice, you know what I mean? But, um, but if it does work, man, I mean, that's great. Uh, it's always good to hear stories where people are, they found kind of their groove, um, when it comes to diet and, uh, and they stick with it and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not a, a, an issue for them. You know, they, they move right through it and it's something that they, they could adapt and that's cool. Um, yeah, that's, that's great. That's great. You did, you did say, um, you did say ice cream now. Okay. You did mention ice cream now. Um, typically <laughs> I'm trying to start this, uh, as a trend on this show. Um, it's, it's a poll. It's kind of like a poll question. And I'm going to ask it more often. It's mint chocolate chip or anything mint chocolate like what's your take on that i like mint chocolate chip it's not like in my top three or my top five but like if there are moments where like i'm in the mood for mint chocolate chip honestly i don't think there's anything wrong with it i really don't we had we had a flavor called peppermint stick which was like like way like not it didn't even have like the chocolate like to kind of contrast it was just straight mint ice cream (laughs) peppermint ice cream I never really cared for that, yeah. but mint chocolate chip. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with mint chocolate chip. Okay, um, all right. So you're on that side of the table. Then <laughs> you're on that side of the line. No, I was like, you're <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I, I'm a staunch believer that uh, mint is not a dessert. No matter how you apply it or what you try to mask it in, whether it's a York peppermint patty, whether bro, it's a, patties, bro. yeah, whether it's a Andy's candies, whether it's a uh, a, a, a thin mint, was that too? I was that too. Whether it's a thin mint, um, yeah. that's not that's not a dessert. And I, and I I'm gonna die on this hill, and and I'm gonna continue to ask the question, and I know I'm gonna find myself outcasted. Uh, my peoples in the comments, y'all can share your thoughts on it, but um, yeah, man, it's not a dessert. I'm sorry. Um, I don't feel like having a chocolate covered Newport as a dessert. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, it's like if it was a dessert, when we pulled up to a restaurant, we sat down and we came to the time, the, the time of the meal where we all ordered desserts. Would you be happy with the bowl of mints being served? I mean, I'll take the brownie like the, or maybe the lava cake or something like that, but it's like, come on, mint. That's just, I, look, 
like I said, it's 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 not my choice. Mm-hmm. It's like if you put if you put a Reese's cup, a York peppermint patty, and like a Snickers in front of me, like like that pa- that patty's third. I'm sorry, but like. <laughs> I mean, if it's in front of me, it's all you got. Like, yeah, I'll eat it. Like, yeah. I get. I'm not normally one of those people that's going to go get ice cream and I and I go for mint chocolate chip. But if it's there, I'll eat it. No, I'm Mike, fine with it. Mike, I think I think you kind of unfairly received my wrath of mint and chocolate. <laughs> that was no way aimed at you. That was just me speaking in general. Um, uh, but yeah, that's that's my thing, and and hey man, more power to the people. If you're tuning in, if you're listening to the podcast, if you if you're constantly listening to these episodes on Spotify, and you li- you like mints and chocolate, yo, hey, listen, live your life, listen to the podcast, though. <laughs> I appreciate y'all tuning in. <laughs> don't, don't, yeah, don't don't leave just because this man's bashing the, uh, <laughs> yeah. bashing the. Yes, there's a place for all of us here. I realize that there's exactly, a place, man. For all of us. Exactly, man. Come on, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, your your mom, your mom shouts to your mom. I know she's she was watching, and she might still be in here. I know she tuned in to the time when uh, I was on turntable teachers. Um, yeah. Mom, yeah. mom's cooking. Like, what was the one dish that you would look forward to that mom would whip up? Bro, my mom. All right, she's here. If if you're here, my like comment or something, just throw give us a fire emoji or something. Let us know you're here. Oh, yeah. she's a heart. Uh, my mom's cooking is like to die for man like she's got she's an amazing cook um with as far as i'll go i'll start with the baking first because she's not the i will say that she's not the greatest baker in the world but she has just two things in particular she makes that are just unbelievable one actually that like i keep telling her i'm like or we told her for years like you should sell this it's amazing but she makes an unbelievable cheesecake mm. and then she makes this it's gonna sound crazy sour cream coffee cake that is just it sounds weird it is so goddamn good bro like i had buddies of mine in high school that would literally like they would be asking like around their birthday time like yo can your mom like make me make me like that sour cream coffee cake that she makes and i'm like yeah sure whatever like so she would make it i had a buddy that it was his birthday my mom made it i bring it into school like a whole cake like i'm talking like a whole thing by lunchtime this dude's eating half half of the whole talking this thing is massive and like he's eaten half of it already i'm and he's like dude i'm not hungry for lunch i ate half your mom's cake i'm like <laughs> yeah. um, so it's so, it's easy to say that that cake probably didn't make it home um i don't i would be shocked if it did uh, i really would so that is kind of her staple in the baking scene but with cooking she makes so many good dishes she makes uh, chicken ziti broccoli, which was always like big in my household that we ate that all the time. That's like a big dish. And then she has um, this haddock, baked haddock dish that she'll make with like mashed potatoes and uh, stuffing and things like that. And she's just, just so good. Uh, and she makes um, as well um, this chicken dish with like cheese on top of it and like a, like an oil sauce. That's really, really good. Um and probably some other things that I'm forgetting off the top of my head, but like my, I will like my mom and shout out to her, like single mom growing up with like, you know, I grew up with two younger brothers and um, you know, my mom was a single mom and like for the, her to cook as much as she did when we were younger, like for us and things like that. Like I, I, that's the one thing, like, you know, we obviously like we had our, our trials and tribulations like any family does, but like I could always count on my mom to like put a meal on the table. So like, that was just like, I obviously thank her and like shout her out big time for that. And, and the food was, like I said, really good. So like so, she always, she always, and she, you know, she taught me some things along the way. Like when I moved out of, out of my house, Mike, you know, Mike, Mike, 
Listen, yeah. I, I know you have your own podcast, but you can't just be taking my next question out of my brain like that and running with it. My bad, my bad, my bad. No, all, right, all right, go ahead. Literally. My... Ask, my, ask the question. I'm good. <laughs> no, it's too late. We already had that point, Mike. No, no, I was, it's, it's crazy. It's scary that I was going to ask him like, yo, so how much of that, did, did, you know, that wisdom, that cooking wisdom did she, you know, uh, pass on to you? But go ahead. You were already mid stride. So who am I to stop you? <laughs> Yeah, no, it's 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 the podcaster and me, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, I mean, I'm nowhere near her. Like, let's just put it that way. Even like my younger brother, uh, he's a really good cook as well. So, like, I I can get by. I'm not a great cook, but I did, you know, do a lot more cooking. Like when I was living on my own, uh, more in my earlier twenties. Uh, really kind of not kind of by force because it was either, okay, like I'm going to just like stick to frozen pizzas and chicken and I picked up a couple of things like from my mom, like before I left and then kind of just like trial and error, honestly, you know, mm. um, I, I, again, I, I can't say I can make anything super intricate. Like I can't make like a, you know, a lasagna like her but i mean like i make some like you know i can whip up some tacos i can whip up like some american chop suey i can do a little you know i can do a bunch of i do this um you know sauteed like chicken dish with mushrooms and like mushroom risotto that's pretty good that i can that, I, that i've done before so but nothing like outlandish that you know like you would see on a cooking show and it it always tastes better than it ends up looking i promise but it <laughs> 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 ain't there that's hey. not that's what I'm doing. Yeah. no it's funny um yeah, man, you mentioned cooking show, you mentioned risotto. Um, that's a, for someone who's not really big in the kitchen, as you're saying, um, that's a hell of a task to try to accomplish or to accomplish because I know one thing I've learned from Hell's Kitchen or any other Gordon Ramsay uh, uh, food show that he has, it's like the risotto always gets trashed. Like, like that's one of the first dishes he slams. It's like, what is this? And he slams it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, like I said, I, it's just, uh, you know, trial and error but um you know I, I use like a lot of just recipes from like you know like trader joe's and like you just like i don't know if you guys have any of those down south but yeah we do, uh, we do. yeah so like stuff like that like it's okay. just that's that like kind of helps me bridge the gap or helps me bridge the gap a little bit like with some of the stuff like some of their ingredients and things like that that they have there but no nah, i mean like i i mean again i'm not a huge you know cook but you know i'm i'm learning i'm getting a little better and something that you know like i said i find you know, nutrition is important. Like obviously like physical health is important and like what you put into your body is like, you know, what you're going to get out of it. And again, while like, you know, I'm not like super big into diets because like, I know, I know I do the intermittent fasting. I don't really consider that a diet though. Cause like I can still kind of eat what I want. It's just kind of like our, I will not, I shouldn't say that I don't eat what I want. I try to, you know, obviously like be mindful of what I'm having, mm. but um, you know, it, it helps when, you know, in my house, like we're all cooking all the time, like somebody's cooking, you know what I mean? Like we don't really, we do take out every once in a while, but like we, you know, I would say five, five out of seven nights or six out of seven nights where, you know, somebody's in the kitchen cooking something, mostly like my mom and my brother, but you know, I kind of hop in there every once in a while too. So, but. Dope, dope. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's always good. Listen, if you pick up at least some of the, um, cooking traits, you'll never go hungry. Um, you know, it's like it's it's a good thing to know how to cook, and then you could impress the girlfriend. Maybe one night be like, "Yo, chill, I'm gonna take care of yeah. this." That that works. That works too. But oh, uh, it's funny. How do you say that? It's funny you say that because uh, my girlfriend's mom is an amazing cook as well. She's okay. fantastic. 
And, um, you know, she spoils me when I go down like the Cape for like a weekend and she's making freaking three meals a day. Like she's, she like reminds me of like my grandmother in a lot of ways because so my, my grandmother is like off the boat, like Italian was like going, like you'd go to her house and, you know, she's like, Oh, DeSoto, like, what do you want to eat? And I'm like, and she's, you know, she'd feed us. And then like an hour later, she's like, all right, you want more food? And we're like, no, like I'm full. Like it would be like. (laughs) For a two-hour visit, we're getting like a five-course meal. It's just like how she was. She was always in the kitchen. So it's funny. Like her, my my girlfriend's mom is like super like good cook, but like my girlfriend doesn't really cook that much. And so when when we first started dating, though, like she'd come over to my house and I'd cook for her because like I was the only one like out of the two of us that was cooking for her. You were, flu- you were fluent in the kitchen. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She like that was that was part that partly helped me. You know what I mean? Like I mean I, I like to think I'm a pretty nice guy too, but you know that that definitely was like you know. It was, it was, it was, it was good to, uh, to, to be able to do that for her. And, uh, you know, like you said, yeah, get a get, get a couple of brownie points. So <laughs> dope, dope. Mike, um, man, yeah, this was, this was a, a hell of an experience. Um, you came on, we talked about brews. We got to know you initially. We got to know you, the people's listening, tuned in, watching. They got to know Mike from the turntable teachers, um, the podcast. Um, then we went into the brews. We talked brews. We talked about your, uh, your, your distaste for Coors Light and uh, your appreciation for night sh- night shift night shift. You got it. Yes. You got it. And um, then we got into the beat segment. This is just like the recap. We talked a lot of music. You talk music very well. Um, th- we went into a, a broad spectrum of things you're listening to and recommendations. Uh, my people's got to hear several of these recommendations. Like I said, go over to Spotify, follow Turntable Teachers, and check out their playlist. Um and oh and I and I got homework because I got to get into Brockhampton, and uh, and then get back to you on my opinion on it. So I'll be curious. I'll be I'll be anxiously awaiting. There you your, go. There you your, go. Your yeah, it'll, uh, it'll be good to break up from like I I'm typically listening to podcasts and uh so like listening to new music is kind of like a break from that. Um and then we discussed eats, man. We we talked a good amount of eats. Uh, your your places to go. Uh, your place. What places not to go to find that uh, roast beef three way. <laughs> <laughs> sorry kelly's it's 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 a delicacy up here man that and the lobster roll ah, like okay. we got good seafood up here too so those are the two things when you come to boston you got to get a roast beef three-way you got to get a lobster roll those are the two things lobster roll with the mayo or the the oil the the connecticut style or the regular style so, you prefer uh i traditionally like the mayo okay. um you can get oiled i mean I, I think i think they're both good i just personally like like the mayo a little better um but yeah they're both they're both good lobster rolls are are definitely a, a must up here really any seafood honestly seafood's good good in these these parts no so. doubt no doubt yeah. cool my peoples um this was the this was the ig live experiment um and and i'm surprised i made it this far and i <laughs> i'm not uh, no joke <laughs> the only reason i made it this far is because of rap productions putting this thing together and, and, and shouts to you, Ra, and um, and Mike, man, Mike being such a, 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 a like an informative guest. And see, that's the thing about my podcast. It's if you read it in the tagline, it's a it's a podcast with a not so interesting host, but with a bunch of interesting guests. The people are here for them, um, and you, you know, what I mean, you went to bat and you you provided us with you know you the home run, the, the, the grand slam, if we will be, if you will. I thought I was looking at two, Ra, yeah. <laughs> 
I'm switching. All right, hey, switching. Yo. Yo, but yeah, so this is the podcast for that, and I, I appreciate it. Um, everybody on IG Live tuned in. Thank you so much, man, for bearing with me, um, following along, coming back in, waiting, waiting outside the club till this thing actually opened up. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate it. Um, it's a great, it's a great feeling. Um, shouts to, I want to shout out to those people who always put me on or, or, or you know, you know, mention me and it's, uh, most of the cast down here, um, whether you're making music, whether you're doing podcasting, shouts to the, uh, yet, yet created, but soon to come, uh, the South Florida podcast collective shouts to human sushi, uh, shouts to, I guess, like I said, Orion, what they do, hip hop, um, Art Marrera, 12 a.m., um, when that, you know, when he gets into that, anybody doing podcasts in South Florida, uh, you know, the coach and Laiz, um, dope show. I mean, everybody that's involved, you know, I want to grow this and I, I appreciate everybody tuning in and, um, yeah, man, overall, thank everybody. Well, one last time, uh, Mike, where can they find you? Where can they go to witness what it is that Mike and the turntable teachers do? You guys can find us at turntable teachers on Instagram. And uh, also on our website, www.turntableteachers.com for all the latest blogs, episodes uh, are all posted there. Uh, we also are on all plus uh, podcast streaming services. We're on YouTube as well. Some of our Zoom interviews are on there as well. Uh, Ed, I want to thank you so much for having me on here, man, and like keeping me uh, as, as your first guest. I really like truly appreciate it. And I'm, I'm humbled and honored. And I was uh, glad to come out here and, and share a little bit of my story and and real quick, man, like I just want to say for anybody out here listening uh, that, that ends up listening to this podcast, made it this far. Thank you for listening to me, you know, ramble on about my life for an hour and a half. And I just hope that, um, you know, my story and is, you know, kind of gives people an understanding of, you know, you can really kind of get out there and do whatever you want to do. And like, like Ed's saying, he's trying to grow his his show. I'm trying to grow mine. And like, you know, we're making moves and we're doing things, but, uh, it's really important to, you know, just follow your passions, follow what you really want to do in your life and, and make it happen. Like that's really like my, my, my one piece of advice to anybody. Like, you know, if you have, if you have something you're trying to do and, and you got a bunch of excuses, this, you know, this is the, the time to really start these things and, and, and get going on your passions is right now. And I'm just, I want to say I'm so, blessed right now to be a teacher, a coach, a podcaster. It's, I'm really like fulfilled in my life and doing what I, what I really think I've set out to do. And, and I just encourage every single person to do the exact same thing. Uh, no dream is too lofty. Uh, no feet is, is too big to, to get to. And, you know, even though if you're making small little, you know, steps towards those goals every day, that's really the most important thing. And I feel like that's what you're doing, Ed. And, and, and that's you know what I'm doing over here and preaching and, um, really that's it man like just you know whatever you're passionate about whatever you're interested in whatever you're talented in pursue it and just keep just keep moving forward uh and i just want to thank all my fans uh that have been riding with us for the last uh, about year and a half or so and you know anybody that uh is a fan of yours ed and comes on to our you know uh our show as well i i appreciate you all and uh really like i said thank you so much there it is bruce beast and easter podcast and as always i'd like to thank my guests 
Mike from Turntable Teachers for taking the time, sitting down and talking up, talking it up with me. I'd like to thank you, the viewer this time around. I usually say the listener, but the listeners get love too. This will be posted up as an audio file, but the viewers, thank you so much for tuning in and being, being part of this, uh, this momentous experimental occasion that we've, uh, we've put together here. Um, I appreciate you writing it out, uh, no doubt. If you enjoyed what you saw, if you enjoyed what you're hearing, you know, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, tell an enemy. Tell somebody. Let them know that they could find this um, podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Most streaming sites have it, at least the ones that matter, because I said so. Um, you're going to see this on YouTube. This will probably be, this is going to be, not probably, this is going to be the first uh, YouTube video I post to the site. Um, I appreciate Mike doing this with me. This is it's, it's a trip, man. I, I mean, at this point, I don't even know what to say, and I usually I'm pretty good at the outro. But nonetheless, <laughs> thank you again for tuning in. Rob Productions, all the sponsors, Mama Juana King, Conscious Kings, WVCC, Scythe Life Radio, Westwood Frenchies. Um, who am I missing? Am I missing anybody? Um, no, nah, I think that's it. Yo, but shout out to everybody else who tuned in. Flat Rate Frenchies, Mirror Melt, uh, for making my life... <laughs> an adventure with your comments yes Uh, shouts to what they do go check it out substance abuse the tape is out streaming go get out there if you're not gonna get a tape but at least stream it check it out dope shit anybody support south florida hip-hop support boston hip-hop support music wherever you're at um it's what gets us through the days and it's what allows us to do what we do um that's pretty much it it's a wrap yo rob yo what happened to peace yo yo